Welcome to Co-op Mode, round 97. This is the official video game podcast of Secret Friends Unite. I am one of your hosts, Todd Oxtra. Tonight, joined by the Canardian with that infamous time zone that nobody believes is real, Mark Carabin. I still say Newfoundland time is even more confusing. It's a half hour in front of my mystical island time. So, uh, there, yeah, weird stuff. At least change it to adventure time. Atlantic <laughs> time is very boring. Call it adventure time. I think it's more fun. Yes. I liked your uh, Atlantis time. I think that was a pretty good one. Okay. Well, we'll go yeah. with it. You know, under the sea, you know? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Hang out with the manta rays, which is kind of a, this show will have a, a sea theme to it in a, in, in a way, um, even though those creatures hate water. I just don't understand this whole concept. You guys got to get, get me into the mythology. Oh, Splatoon. Splatoon. So, yeah. Sticking with water for two seconds, there's a shark named Breton that was named after Cape Breton Island where I live. And that shark has been traveling like down the coast of the States and kind of like up towards like back towards us and stuff. And it traveled. Um, so there's a company called O search that like tracks sharks and stuff like that. And it traveled in lines that kind of make the shape of a shark. It blew my mind today. I wasn't even high when I was looking at Instagram or anything. It was actual like real data from a shark and it looks like a shark, and it, it's just great. So there we go. Sharks be doing shark things. Um, but, uh, you know, someone that probably isn't talking about sharks, and that is our guest, Cheesy. Thank you Hi. for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, I, I don't talk about sharks, but my wife loves them, so she could tell you all about them. Perfect. Yeah. The only time sharks get any like publicity, it's like always like the 10 times that sharks like attack someone. And then it's like after that shark week's over and then they go back and, you know, into anonymity. So you never know. But shark tattoo. Nice. It's a fossilized shark tooth behind me. Yeah. I mean, you know, even during Nemo, when like fish are friends, not food, where was the the press on that? Right. Never. Never. Yeah. They need some they need better PR, I think. Yeah. Uh, yep. Well, cheesy, tell people a little bit about yourself uh, before we get into the heart of the show. Yeah, uh, my name is Cheesy. I'm a Nintendo content creator and uh, love Splatoon. So I'm very excited uh, to be talking about it and I can tell you more about the lore and why they can't swim and all of that stuff. Yes. It's, it'll be better than my made-up lore. Like, Mark knows my made-up lore about Pokemon. Uh, I'm notorious <laughs> oh, for just, just coming up with stuff, my own explanations, you know? I mean, sometimes Ken Cannon is better, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do a segment on my other podcast. Yeah, we do Poketa, then we do Tata Show on the other show I do with That's All Geek Media, where I come up with essentially what's going to happen in a movie based on a trailer, and it's completely always wrong. So I don't know. I like my ideas better. Nice. Oh, well. <laughs> well, very, very good. You know, and another way we get to know our guests a little bit better, and that's by playing a game of by turn. We had three choices this week based on third-person shooters. And to being a third-person splooter, that's perfect. Um, we're going with that. Uh, so we have the three games in the third-person shooter uh, genre, Gears of War, Splatoon and Fortnite. Mark is going to be torn. I hate you so much right now. Mark, uh, Sophie's choice. Sometimes you've got to make tough choices as a dad. Uh, yeah, I just, 
fixed my mic. Um, okay, all right. <laughs> NVIDIA broadcasts when it, its mic, when it, when you take out the noise, it totally screws things up for some reason. So okay. I turned it off. Hopefully I sound okay. Yeah, um, and my, com- my computer doesn't sound like a, you know, a, a helicopter taking off in the background. Um, but uh, yeah, so back to this. Uh, so cheesy. Um, three choices. What would you buy, rent, or return? All right, so it's probably not that exciting of an answer. Like, I feel like Mark is going to have a harder time deciding. Uh, yeah, I hate Todd right now so hard. <laughs> for me, uh, I'm going to buy Splatoon, and that might be biased. But uh, a reason I think why that is is I wasn't allowed to play shooters growing up. So oh, one of the reasons that Splatoon is uh, is a very special series to me is because it feels like. I could go back to like my childhood self or, you know, a, a, like experience what a shooter would be, but like a friendly one. And mm. so uh, even, even when I grew up and I was allowed to, you know, play shooters, I just didn't really have like that big of an interest in them. You know, I, I still really love like colors and puzzles and, and that just kind of fits that whole uh, niche of Splatoon. So uh, I'm going to buy Splatoon. To rent Fortnite sounds weird because uh, <laughs> yeah. I, really, yeah. I, mean, I can't return it either, so I don't really okay. know. Yeah, you get that it, code. You get can you get a code a refund or something? Yeah. Hey, yeah, you get it for a week and then you have to delete it from your system. Yeah, or so or I, on your iPhone, right? You 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 don't even get to rent it. So I guess I'll say I'll rent Fortnite and then return Years of War, but that's nothing bad towards gears they just haven't played it so I'm, I'm probably missing out a game i almost thought about putting on this list because it's one of my son's favorite and talk about fan family friendly shooters plants vs zombies uh mm-hmm. the, the that uh garden warfare absolutely phenomenal series it's almost like a hero class shooter third person you know the zombies are funny they have different persona different power-ups and, and it's class-based essentially you have your support your your heavies and it's a great game for kids so if you want to and i think they're finally on the switch i think uh garden warfare is finally on the switch so if you want to check out one that's a little bit different but still family friendly goofy and fun uh you know that series uh is really awesome i i really appreciate what they did so right. um yeah, you had mentioned uh, Ratchet and Clank in the chat, and I was like, "Oh, that is—that's a good one. That that one's clever too, you know." Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and I started looking down the rabbit hole of like, what's really a, a third-person shooter versus like a third-person adventure game, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, it gets really complicated very quick. So I, I got I focused yeah. more on like the the more of the com you know competition type games. Stuff, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Makes sense. Well, very, very good, uh, very good choices. Totally makes sense. Now let's hear Mark's. Uh, coming up with excuses, and he's going to probably come up with a weird scale. And uh, Mark, come on! No, I was just planning on telling you off for the next fifteen minutes and not making choices. <laughs> um, oh, okay, you're just going to like my choice is not making a choice. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Yes. Uh, Henry and Stella listening because I've got some words, Todd. <laughs> uh, okay, because kids are probably listening. I'll try to behave, but um, holy poop! This is a tough choice. I love, <laughs> like, love these three series. Uh, Gears of War for me is more of an Xbox core memory than Halo is. Like, when I think Xbox, I think Gears. Uh, I think, you know, Donnie Reese, I think it's in the same field as I am there. Like, that is Xbox to me. Like, Master Chief, pff, 
whatever. See you later. You're cool for a little bit, but like gears is where like that, that is, that is Xbox. That is my memories with my friends, my brother, like picking up the Xbox the first time, the Xbox 360, um, just playing through those games, like some emotional moments. I got retweeted and liked by the voice actor for Dom a couple of weeks ago for saying like, there's a a scene in, in the second game where he kind of finds his wife and it's sad and, and touching and, uh, has a weird twist to it. And, uh, I said that was one of the most emotionally like impactful moments that kind of sticks out for me in gaming. Um, and then you throw like one of my favorite, like I ran a Splatoon <laughs> podcast with our dearly departed friend, Bobby, the Nintendo guru, which holds an obviously special, very special place in my heart. Um, I've been thinking about getting a Splatoon tattoo in his memory. So um, Todd, <laughs> I play Fortnite all the time. I'm so excited to get into the new season. I was playing over the weekend with my nephews we like both of my nephews the other one finally got into it we were having fun we were playing uh poker face by lady gaga on uh jug band instruments um (laughs) what (laughs) what are you even talking about you just make this up and i just believe it because i'm like sure of course that happens i'll send you the video um (laughs) i hate this this is the worst one you've ever picked for me and (laughs) Like they're all like, they're not only buys, they're like, you could be like, get a tattoo from any one of these games and I'd be perfectly fine with it. Like permanently on my body. Like this isn't even a buy, buy, buy. This is like (sighs) definitive gaming tastes right here. (sighs) I'm going to buy Fortnite because it's always evolving and there's always something different. I'm going to, I hate you (laughs) so hard. I'm going to rent. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'm going to rent gears of war because they usually have epic stories and the multiplayer is on point and I'm going to return Splatoon begrudgingly, but with a caveat that I hate you. And I'm, is it okay? Wait, is this just returning Splatoon three? <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Like, we didn't really. Can clarify. I still play Splatoon two? This is no. This is the series. This is the I series. Hate you. Yes, so. <laughs> I didn't. I, I I did not specify it for a reason. It's the series. I'm gonna stick with my answers, but I dislike these things. Uh, Mark, when you go to the pearly gates, going to ask you the same question <laughs> and choose wisely. <laughs> Unless you kill me first, and then you're not going. You're going to a warmer place. <laughs> you're going to be yes. up there waiting, just be like exactly. Mm-hmm. Not this guy. Not this guy. Yeah, nope. No. Nope. Bad. Bad choices. Uh, well, myself, this is going to be a little easier. Um, it's going to be buy gears because I love gears. Gears. Um, I, I. I'm. I'm really excited to see what they do next with the series. Cause I think they, the, the, the series has gotten a little stale at times and I'm excited to see what they do next. Um, the fact that the last game ended on a cliffhanger and your decision like actually will carry over. I'm like, that's pretty impressive. And I don't know if Mark, I don't know if did you finish gears five? Yes. Okay. 
So I'd be curious to hear what your decision was. Um, in that last minute. It was awesome. It was very cool. Um, but um, this is the game that Sean Nias and I would play couch co-op together with and just had a blast. We would just have so much fun. And it's a perfect game for that. It's really the combat, all of the uh, the horde mode, all those things, just the game sets some precedences. And we talk about Xbox's golden era. I still think it's a 360 when they put mm-hmm. out so many awesome franchises and just were nailing it all. So this is the game that really spoke to me. Um, I'm going to rent Splatoon because I typically play the campaign, don't really get into the the, the multiplayer that often, and then I bounce off. Um, so um, it's a series I find fun, but sometimes I'm, I'm frustrated with the controls. I'm not a big motion control guy, so my son taunts me, like saying, Dad, you're doing it wrong, and and I even was playing a handheld, and I, long story short, I'll, I'll tell you more about that. Uh, but yeah, it's still fun, and um uh, I think, you know, Nintendo doing, like, we always blame them for not bringing out new IP. This new IP is is probably their most successful new IP in decades. So, congrats to them on that. Uh, and then lastly, Fortnite. I think I've played Fortnite once. So, <laughs> it's just not for me. So, that's an easy one. I will return it uh, or just delete it off of my, well whatever I downloaded on. So there you go. That's an easy one. Oh, well, Mark, you can get back at me next time with your uh, Byron return, return. Okay. Deal. I feel like I killed my baby, Todd. Oh, like I'm actually depressed. I want to like, I just, I'm sad now. We'll get, we'll get in a better mood. Cause we're going to talk about right, some cool. gaming events. Mark. <laughs> um, and cheesy would love to hear your, your, your thoughts on, well, first, I'm sure you feel sad for Mark because, you know, he had to choose between his darlings, uh, you know. Um, But uh, we're going to get into these, uh, just some quick reactions to these big events we had over, you know, it was weird. September, fall gaming events. It's Mm -hmm. a reality now, I guess. Uh, We start off with the Disney Games event. So um, that was a Nintendo Direct style event with uh, Blessing Eddie Jr. uh, doing a very quick fire games, 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 a lot of mobile some console, some newly announced things, and some just reminder of games that exist, and now they have, like, Red Hulk. Um, <laughs> so of, of the Disney Games event, uh, any surprises or things that stood out? Uh, for me, I, I watched most of D23, but I guess I missed out on the games section, so more on the TV shows and movies. So I don't know what was announced, but interested to hear. Well, I can go through these really quick, and then you can give me your, your thoughts. Uh, first, uh, Captain America and Black Panther, there is a game coming. It's by uh, Amy Hennig, uh, is behind this. And we don't know yet if this is going to be a single player or it's going to be cooperative, but you're going to be playing as uh, World War II Hulk, uh, Captain America, uh, the king of uh, Wakanda, uh, would be T'Challa's great-grandfather, grandfather, I guess. I mm-hmm. Or grandfather, yeah, okay. And then, uh, and then you've got an... Two other characters looks like um, potentially Bucky and then one of the Dora Malai. Uh, Dora, I'm going to mispronounce that, but it's going to probably be maybe you're, you're handing off different story elements. Looks really cool. Um, that was like kind of like the big surprise. Uh, another surprise was Marvel's Midnight Suns actually is coming out on next gen consoles December 22. This is was something that was not supposed to come out until spring. Uh, mm-hmm. The current gen consoles are still unannounced. Uh, we got Tron Identity. It's apparently a visual novel in Tron, which oh, is interesting. interesting. That's not what I would have expected. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I think a lot of people didn't. It's kind of like when that <laughs> um, most recent Dune game was announced. It's Dune, and it looks awesome. Oh, and it's an MMORPG. Like, uh-huh. 
maybe not. Um, and then we got a new Marvel AR game from Niantic. So think of Pokemon Go, but with Marvel. Okay. That'll be interesting. Um, uh-huh. Marvel Snap, which is a card game, got a release date. Return to Monkey Island got a trailer, which already released. Aliens Dark Descent is a new game because Disney owns Aliens now. Yeah. One of the yeah. things that was I was really excited about was Gargoyles, the old yes. SNES game is getting a remaster and people said this is probably gonna be like the DuckTales game where they're gonna give it a fresh coat of paint. Uh, mm. That's coming. Um, and then uh, we basically got a first look at Avatar Reckoning the game, which mm. is a mobile, well, it's a mobile MMORPG shooter. Did not know that part about it. I just thought it was a mobile game. Uh, Lego Star Wars Cyborg Saga gets updates. Disney Speedstorm gets uh, Monsters Inc., which is their uh, racer. Uh, Disney Mirrorverse gets Halloween content. Marvel Strike Force adds Red Hulk, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora got a quick gameplay overview, and Mickey Mouse got an awesome new game by the creators or the the, the guys who developed the most recent Battletoads. So those are the announcements. So what are your reactions? It's exclusive for that one. I know, and it looks awesome. It reminds me of Rayman uh, Legends. And a, a caveat there. Uh, so the for for the Cap and Black Panther game, uh, the other two are a Wak- Wakandan spy named oh. Nanali and okay. World War II soldier, not Bucky, named Gabriel Jones. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is the other character. So uh, I think, uh, Todd, you're the comic expert, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they're um, new characters. Uh, both are probably new, unless I know there was a comic book uh, story set in this era uh, with the same characters. Um, okay. What I'm thinking is it's probably post Bucky's death, which is probably why they don't have Bucky. That's the only thing I could think of. Yep. Yeah. And uh, it is Azuri uh, T'Challa's grandfather. Very cool. Very cool. All right. So with all of those, anything that I mentioned or you're aware of sound really cool or uh, stand out? I, for me, it sounds like a lot of Disney IPs, you know, how can you go wrong? Um, I, I think the, and this is, you know, probably not going to be the most interesting, but I am curious about that Niantic Marvel game and what that could be, because obviously Pokemon Go has been great. Pikmin Bloom is, it's there. Um, <laughs> That's a great way to describe it. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. I wish I had more, but uh, maybe like with the Marvel one, you're a, collecting infinity stones i don't if they want to go back to that time or i don't know but um the mickey mouse game i'm interested in because i was a big fan of uh, epic mickey um and i know mm. that those those games were supposed to be better than what they were but i still had a good time with them um alien sounds cool uh, i'm a big fan of the alien series so is, is that a, a mobile game or was that for consoles I believe that's going to be more like a strategy game, like a, almost like an XCOM type game. Okay. So, oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it, and you almost forget what is all in Disney's pockets. I mean, yeah. they have everything under the sun now. So um, I, it will be cool to see that they're not ignoring some of those classic IPs that are not like their core. But to mark to your point, the Mickey Mouse game, that looks phenomenal. Mickey often gets relegated to almost like just a spokesperson versus a real cool character. Yeah, like the, yeah. the, the current Mickey Mouse cartoon on Disney Plus is phenomenal. And the Halloween episode is one of my favorites of all time. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So I highly recommend that Mickey Mouse show. 
Yeah, the art style in this, and, and it, it's perfectly copied in the game. Like, it looks like Ren and Stimpy. There are some moments, like, I'll watch it with my son, and it's like, this is disgusting. Like, they go really close up on characters, and they get that, that <laughs> like, Ren and Stimpy style, like, just oozy, gross disgustingness, and, like, they do really weird things that you wouldn't expect Disney to let Mickey Mouse do. And uh, this game is aping that art style perfectly. So it's, it's, it's such a weird surprise and a nice surprise and very different from, uh, the, the, the other like Mickey games and, and which, which I also thought were, were excellent to cheesy's point, but, um, yeah, looks, looks really, really interesting. So I'm very excited for that one. And, uh, and the captain America, uh, black Panther game, just like they were the two standouts for me for sure. That Disney Mirrorverse um, universe, game mm-hmm. looks pretty cool i i, I don't know anything I, about it but it looks really cool i really need to get into that i have it downloaded on my phone and i just have not had the desire to play a mobile game like that and to sit down and actually like if i'm if i'm sitting down and playing something handheld lately it's been my switch so i just like i have not gotten into that but i i really need to that that last trailer was was pretty badass yeah, getting to play as Ursula and Oogie Boogie. Uh, that's pretty cool. Oh, well. Mm. Uh, yeah, so that is it for the uh, Disney Marvel games. I mean, there was probably a lot of people expecting maybe Wolverine game to show up or Spider-Man 2, but didn't happen. Um, so then we go to the next showcase, which was the Nintendo Direct. And obviously, Cheesy, you're a Nintendo streamer. Mark is died in the wool, Nintendo guy. I'm the guy that plays maybe one or two Nintendo games a year. So I'll let you two gentlemen uh, kind of riff on this, and I will uh, say one or two things. Okay. Um, did you want to go over some of the things that were announced, or just per, just thoughts? Just uh, what stood out to you? I think. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot here. There was a lot to go. Like so, yeah. Let's, yeah. let's maybe just pick uh, our like favorites, I guess. So I think it was a, a good direct. Um, Pikmin four is finally coming, or you know they love to show off the number four, and I think that that number is just doing a great job in the spotlight. Eventually, we'll see Pikmin really four and Metroid Prime four. So um, that's a thing. Um, I'm not a Fire Emblem fan, or like I haven't really played Fire Emblem, but. Uh, that game actually looks kind of fun. There's always like a Fire Emblem game where I'm like, okay, maybe this is it. Maybe this is where I dip my toes into the series and it doesn't happen. So I'm not (laughs) expecting it to, but maybe. Um, And then Tears of the Kingdom, obviously, um, is, was a big one. I just, my, like my hot take on the directs and, and people not really, uh, they always have something negative to say about the directs. And I think that we just have gotten to a point with all of these events, like how you just brought up the Disney one. Uh, Nintendo was kind of doing it first and now everyone is doing it and we get content all the time. And because of the age of the internet, uh, you are going to disappoint people and they're going to be disappointed that their series wasn't announced in the event or their movie or whatever it is. So honestly, I think that it was a fine direct. Uh, I don't think it's like one that like is kind of 2019 E3 status where they showed off Animal mm-hmm. Crossing, Banjo, and the sequel to Breath of the Wild. Um, people just have expectations way too high these days. 
For sure. Yeah, I, I thought it was a good direct as well. Like overall, they hit a bunch of stuff for a bunch of different people and a bunch of different play styles and interests. So mm-hmm. like there's there's something there that you're going to enjoy. Um, there were some updates. Uh, my wife was really excited about the, the Mario Kart 8 Wave 3 stuff. Uh, she thought that looked really cool. For me, the big standout was GoldenEye. And there's some weird stuff about that one. Like it's coming to xbox and switch the xbox is getting like a 4k 60 fps or 120 fps or something like that basically like a remade remastered version and uh no online and then the nintendo switch version is going to be on the nintendo switch online n64 so it's going to be probably a more faithful port which is good or bad depending on how much you like n64 and what your nostalgia is like but that one has online which is, it's like, what, why, what broke somewhere that Nintendo's getting online on their weird little N64 system, but like Xbox. Well, I would say Xbox is more faithful because it's only split screen, which is what the original, <laughs> the original golden. I didn't have any online play. So Mark, I think, uh, it's, this it's, will be split yeah. screen. The N64, the, the N64 version will still be split screen. So if you're like me and have multiple N64, uh, switch style controllers, you know, will be very faithful at like two frames per second. Yeah. It's going to be an N64 emulator. <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking forward to that, but they also announced like pilot wings, Mario party, one, two, three, Pokemon stadium, Pokemon stadium two, which I'm, I was excited about, but now I'm not excited about. Cause I noticed mm-hmm. on my second watch through of this direct that you cannot port in, import Pokemon into this. I was hoping they'd figure something mm-hmm. out with Pokemon home that you could fire some Pokemon from like, you know, let's go Pikachu or one of the games you could fire those original, like 151 into this game. But it's like, you're basically just going to be playing with whatever comes with it, I guess. So slightly disappointing to me because those games were like, take your team from Pokemon red, Pokemon blue, gold silver put them in a game and you can see your pokemon team in 3d and battle them on your n64 so that was the cool bit of that and that's why i have nostalgia for that game is my brother and i would finally get to battle our our pokemon better than just like the game boy color could provide uh you know full 3d they look so real in (laughs) n64 graphics um so i was super excited for stadium one and two but now i'm kind of like yeah i'll I, I might try them out just to see what they what the answer for that is uh and then 1080 snowboarding and excite bike awesome additions but yeah goldeneye for me was uh the standout aside from obviously zelda pikmin 4 i'm very confused about you mentioned that one cheesy i thought this game was done didn't they say this game was like <laughs> yep. yeah it's done we're just waiting for the right time to release it and it's like they showed off a screenshot yeah if yeah, the game's done at least show off a trailer year. I don't know something, but Miyamoto like, has a shirt. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> proud of this shirt that I designed. Cool, show us gameplay. Please play Pikmin Bloom. <laughs> yeah, you can play it closer to the ground. What? Show me. Like, <laughs> I think if the game's done or even close to done, it's supposed to come out in 2023. I expected when they did announce this, it'd be a shadow drop of like, oh, also you can play this in a week. You know, like. But like, it's just, I don't like some of it was so confusing like that. It's just, um, it's weird, but Nintendo going to do what Nintendo going to do. So 
Uh, yeah, I mean, Todd I saw, did. Uh, oh, sorry. I saw a lot of the like same comments with Tears of the Kingdom and how they didn't really show a lot, but like we're all gonna buy it, you know. For, and if, well, if you for that liked, one, I understand. Yeah. Yeah, and part of the magic of of the first game was discovering it all on your own. Like I, I personally, I don't want a direct like on Tears of the Kingdom, which I mm, feel like they might if that's, do. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I don't want to see it. Yeah, if this is all we see for that, like I'm good with that for the Zelda game, especially that's about exploration, like the first one, like you said, you perfect, hundred mm-hmm. um, percent. For Pikmin, I I don't know, I kind of I expect to see more. I needed to see a little bit more, especially when they like they talked about a couple of new things, like what makes this different than than Pikmin one, two, and three. Um, it's it's weird. Todd, were any of these games one of the three? nintendo games you will be playing in the next year or so well i will i will give you my quick take uh kirby return to dreamland logan absolutely love that on the wii the fact that that's coming back in a little more of like a a, a, you know it looks it doesn't look like a you know a 480p game which is good and i'm assuming there's something to it to be a a dx game a deluxe so i think logan will be excited about that or he'll just be like oh i liked it when i was a kid dad i don't like it anymore so don't know uh but uh one of the games that stood out to me that just seems very odd is fitness boxing fist of the north star i don't know what this is i know fist of the north star it's an anime that you punch people and their heads explode i don't know if there'll be head exploding in this punching game but uh that would be great because it's nintendo the this trailer had me laughing so much because of the way it was worded because they said it like they said it like everyone is familiar with this and maybe it's the most popular anime and i'm the only one that's missing out or something like that but like the way that they worded it in the trailer was like, yeah, the characters that everyone's super familiar with are finally on your switch. And everybody's box. here. Everybody's and here. Like, <laughs> and they named a couple. And I'm like, did, have I missed a full franchise on Nintendo? Like what is going on here? But hey, like, Mark, that, put Finn on your lap and you're going to watch a <laughs> marathon of fist of the North star. I guess so. You'll be a man soon. Finn after watching this. Um, other than that, just a ton of like um, cloud releases, uh, mm. ports that I didn't expect, like Sifu, and it takes Tunic. two. Yeah, and, and Tunic I expected, and I think they did announce it and they finally – but I mean like it takes two and Sifu are pretty – I mean next-gen games. So I mean I don't know how well they'll perform. Um, they might be like 720p, 30 frames per second, but it's interesting that everything is still coming to Switch despite the hardware not really – being the best for these games but i i think it's hey put everything on there that'll work and if it's horrible oh well we tried um i'm good with that but on the um you know the 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 zelda trailer um i always think it's hilarious when they say we can't give you the title give anything win like tears of the kingdom unless you're throwing tears as your weapons or you're collecting tears (laughs) but beyond that it's probably gonna be a you know 60 70 hour games i think it's so silly when they say i'm like really guys get over yourself no one breath of the wild the, the breath of the wild was not a weapon. It was just wild breath. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I get anything away for the game. It is it's just so silly. But um, I, I will be curious to see when this game finally comes out in May, which they announced. Um, really, why why it took six years to have a game essentially using the same engine? A lot of the physics are already in place. This feels like a Majora's Mask. Um, versus and i know there's going to be new territories and things like that it's in the clouds like skyward sword uh and doing some things like that um i do worry about the hardware though 
being able to, I mean, this is going to be a Zelda made for Switch, which the uh, the first one wasn't made for Switch. It was made for Wii U and essentially ported to Switch. So maybe it'll be in a better shape. But um, I hope the hardware doesn't hold back the ambition. That's my biggest concern uh, with this. And I kind of wish this was a uh, like that staggered release of it's coming into Switch and the next Switch hardware at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because Nintendo loves to double dip. They've done it many, many times. Uh, so maybe maybe not going to happen. But um, that was just you know my thoughts. But that's Nintendo. You mentioned the Skyward Sword comparison. At the end of that trailer, when he jumps down from the sky, I'm like, he's going to land on the loft wing. He's going to land on a loft wing. He's got. Nope. And he lands on a friggin' like concrete bird or something. Like concrete (laughs) bird paper airplane. I'm like, what? It Go away. Give me a loft wing again. So that would have been. Delightful. I don't want to control that damn loft wing because if I had to do it like the Skyward Sword, that's when I stopped playing that game. I'm not going to be flopping your switch around. It's just going to be good. Just. <laughs> so I, I was thinking about that. Like, would they be extinct? Because technically, Skyward Sword is like the first in the timeline. Yeah, I um, honestly, yeah, I don't know. They might be extinct. That's sad. Is that in the Hyrule Historia? Like, <laughs> loft wings. <laughs> the last sighting of a loft wing. Uh, yeah. Sorry. I hope not. So uh, I, I saw, um, or I, I listened to uh, uh, IGN's Nintendo podcast, and uh, Seth Macy had a theory that it's actually um, Tears of the Kingdom, and that there's, when you look at, like, the statue that they show, there's, like, seven emblems that are around that, uh, like, the art or the, the like wood craving or stone craving what carving um and maybe that's the different seven 3d zelda games and so that they are like really doing kind of a, a zelda multiverse kind of thing oh cool that'd be cool apparently that's gonna happen apparently but. they did say they did clear up the rumors it actually means tears of the kingdom okay. referred to teardrops not oh, really. Rips. They, yep, they, it was, yep. I didn't expect them to clarify that. Oh, okay. They did. Uh, yeah, they did. So, uh, the same sorry, thing. sorry, uh, Seth Macy. <laughs> I still like that. That could still work. I mean, you could get tears from different kingdoms and still make a yeah, multiverse. I mean, like you said, we've yeah. seen Skyward Sword, and then there's a little bit of Twilight Princess in there as well. So, hmm. I don't know. Interesting. I like it. Well, very good. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Winter, they were focused on winter games, and then they did say, and more. So they always had that caveat, so they can say, we lied. We're actually going to talk about a game in May, which is not winter. Sorry, Nintendo. Um, yeah. Uh, then we moved on to Sony State of Play. Uh, this was a very Japanese-centric, uh, TGI, TGS-focused um, event. Uh, you know, we get the Guard of War Ragnarok trio that really... Uh, really lit the world up. People are excited for it. Gears, uh, God of War is probably one of my favorite games of all time. I've talked about it before. I just think it's a masterpiece um, in regards to gameplay, story, and just directing of a one-cut, continuous game. It's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Love it. Um, I don't know. Mark, you could, well, you could play this on your PS4 if you wanted Mm -hmm. to. But you still haven't played, have you played God of War 2018? No, I was just talking to my brother about borrowing his actually, uh, just on the weekend. So I, I have to see. I t- I asked him if I could borrow his copy. He's like, sure. And then he showed me Monster Hunter. And when we get into what we've been playing, I'm going to talk about like trying out Monster Hunter. So, um, 
he said yes i could play uh god of war but then he he got me distracted by monsters and fun weapons so um i might have got pushed back again i don't know but that trailer um, looks so badass yeah, I can't wait to play it. And if you got a PS4, you can play it. It's going to look best on PS5, of course, but still, it's nice that the game is available for others as people still try to find PS5s. Then we've got Tekken 8, which is like one of my favorite uh, fighting game series of all time. That's why I got a PlayStation 1 was to play Tekken 3. Loved it. This looks awesome. Tekkens don't come out that frequently, so this is pretty cool. Um, there's been five in, oh, 25 years. That's not many, so it's pretty impressive. Uh, so I'm excited about that. Uh, then we got a Like a Dragon game. So this is uh, basically Yakuza. And it's essentially a prequel, like in feudal Japan. Don't understand it. But if you like that stuff, it's there. Uh, Sony is launching a loyalty program. And they actually refer to it as loyalty program, which sounds lame. But you can get like <laughs> little uh, not NFTs that look like NFTs. So don't try selling them, folks. They got Rise of the Ronin. It's a new Team Ninja game that has feel of like a, a Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, PSVR 2 got that uh, Tales from the Galaxy's Edge Enhanced Edition announced, mm-hmm. which is very cool. Uh, and Hogwarts Legacy is getting a PlayStation exclusive quest. So there's kind of like, and they had a lot of more Japanese things if you like uh, more of the Japanese centric games. But this was uh, a, definitely a weird feel for a state of play. It's not a PlayStation showcase, so it's a little smaller. So anything jump out beyond the God of War trailer? For me, it was really just God of War. Like, I, I can't believe that that is a game. And, and not a movie it is it just looks so beautiful and i know that uh there's gonna be a lot of talk around elden ring for a game of the year but from the looks of it of what we have seen of god of war it definitely deserves to be there yeah and and i think a lot of people said oh it just looks like more of the same but they have announced some of the cool elemental effects the shield is going to have some unique weaponry they've actually added some new mechanics to the different buttons and atreus looks like he's going to be more of uh, a, a, a more of a in, more intricate part of the combat system too which which i really liked a lot so um yeah i'm excited that game is coming november i keep forgetting it's coming because i'm like oh that game's not coming i have to wait for it and I'm like oh no it's two months i'm so excited mm-hmm. um so that is the PlayStation event. And then, Mark, you added this in last minute. We talked about the Ubisoft Ford event, what it would be. I really didn't see anything that really interested me. So it's really your take, or Cheesy, your, your take on that Ubisoft event. I do I do want to stop for a second and go back to PlayStation because I, I mentioned the, gear, the God of War trailer looked badass. But I also, I need, like, PlayStation, what are you doing? Like, they in the same week, they went on this complaining little woe is me story about like, it's not fair if Xbox buys call of duty and makes it exclusive, but here's some exclusive PlayStation stuff. Like Hogwarts legacy is only going to have this exclusive quest on PlayStation. And here's this and this and this. And then they go with PSVR two and announce that PSVR one titles, like that's where they're drawing the line of, we believe in generations, like get your head out of your ass and start either like, clearly messaging things and like the reasons they gave behind it like people were discrediting instantly on twitter and reddit and stuff it's like man because like people were saying oh it's the head tracking thing and then people were like no that works on steam vr like instantly with a ton of different headsets the game just basically looks at the headset to say like where's the head at 
and what, what directions it's looking in. Like, I'm sure it's more complicated than I'm making it sound, but at the same time, it seems pretty doable on steam. So probably some light patchwork or like hardware related stuff to make it translate. Um, and then the complaining thing about Xbox with, with call of duty, like Xbox has said pretty clearly, like they're going to leave it on as long as they can. And PlayStation's the one this generation, especially that doesn't want to play fair. Like, Oh cool. Give us Spider-Man and Avengers and maybe we'll give you call of duty or like piss off. I don't know. Like they're the ones that keep buying exclusivity for stuff. And Xbox is like, we'll let our stuff on anything. Like look at Goldeneye. Um, I don't know, man. PlayStation pissed me off this week. Uh, but good stuff. If you're excited about that or PSVR too. Um, I will, anyway. I will, I will say this. Microsoft is the biggest comp- one of the biggest companies in the world. They can buy Sony if they really wanted to. Mark, um, it's and we talk about buying exclusives. Microsoft's buying publishers. I mean, like eating up publishers. We're talking about and it, it, essentially PlayStation is the only thing holding up Sony. Um, that's why they they have to make these really exclusive deals because they just can't compete with Microsoft on a capital front. They can't do these purchases, so they're probably scared shitless. And they they do have to realize where the price is going to be. Nintendo could care less if those games go away because that's they don't play. They haven't had a Call of Duty on the Switch in years because it's just not the game they play. So mm-hmm. I am curious to see what happens um, because ultimately I would love to see uh, PlayStation spun off of Sony uh, and have someone else help them because they are essentially they are the biggest part of Sony now. And just imagine that. Well, imagine if Xbox was the biggest part of Microsoft. They aren't. Microsoft mm. could Xbox could lose. They they've lost money for as long as they've existed. And they finally are making money back. So it's it's an interesting point. So, but it's like yeah, the, we talk about the exclusive things that they buy. But Sony funded essentially Death Note or uh, Death Loop. Death Loop. And and now it's coming to Xbox. So, so Xbox essentially got a new game essentially for free. So I, I don't know. It's it's, it's hard. It's, and, and yeah, Jim Ryan's horrible. Their messaging is horrible. They need to fix it. They should patch the games so they come to PlayStation. Because I assuming when like a game like Moss, which I played a little bit of that, when it went from PlayStation to Steam, they had to do something to it because going from you know the move paddles to something else, they had to do it. So they they have to do that. And yeah, they they just need a new spokesman because. Jim Ryan sucks. Um, you know, Satya Nadell is not speaking for, you know, Xbox. You know, they have Phil Spencer. Yeah, and then he he's, yeah. he's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, so, yeah, he lets, he lets, that's right. I'm like, Sony is still a Japanese company. And in a lot of ways, they, they don't have the charm of Nintendo, which brings out the worst in them. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I love their game so much, but they kick themselves in the head they're like they're like the rakes with sideshow bob and the simpsons it's like every time they do something good they find a right rake to hit and i'm like i'm just so tired of it i just like playing their games i could care less about them as a company to be honest it's like oh just just make good games and i'll just ignore the other bullshit oh well mm. <laughs> uh sometimes yeah, uh anyway so yeah i will say um like i i did very quickly add this to the notes so i, I will say there's uh there's a few new assassin's creed games on the horizon we saw um uh, tease for the next one, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Um, we saw Assassin's Creed Red, 
I think was the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. with, That's a Japanese yeah. game as part of uh, what Infinite or what's the what's yeah, the, the hub so, game? So, oh, so sorry, Assassin's Creed Codename Red uh, is going to be the the feudal Japan, uh, and these anything going forward past um, I think past uh, Mirage is going to be part of Assassin's Creed Infinity. So it sounds like that game is going to be like a hub and maybe some multiverse or a metaverse type stuff where you can kind of like you're in the animus yourself and you can kind of choose this path or this path and it's going to lead to different games and whatever ones you buy are going to get integrated into that metaverse or whatever it is. Um, But yeah, Codename Red sounds really, really cool. There's another one, Codename Hexy or Hex. I can't, they pronounced it weird in the trailer and I can't remember how they did it. Um, That one, what was that? Hexay. Hexa, I think, yeah, was yeah. Um, looks like uh, some some witch trial stuff. Um, I believe that's Bamberg witch trials, so like the 1600s. Maybe correct me if I'm wrong on that one. Someone that knows their history a little bit better. Um, and then they had uh, what was the other one? The the there's a mobile game too that's uh, in in China that right. I am forgetting the name for right now. Codename um, Jade. Jade. Okay, yeah. there we go. Um, which looks amazing for a mobile game. Like that was in-engine footage that they were showing off. Um, What's the gameplay uh, like? Uh, had, didn't really see. We saw it like it basically flying through a, a mm. town and then kind of the leap of faith kind of thing. It was uh, so so no real gameplay on that way. But touch controls. I, I have played some Assassin's Creed games back in the day on touch controls, but that was more of a two D side scroller stuff. I don't, maybe they're going back to that, but uh, this one looked a little bit broader. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Um, I'm very much looking forward to, to Mirage. Uh, that's taking one of the characters from, um, from Valhalla and going back to when they first got into the order. So um, it looks, it looked really cool. I was, I was very impressed by this. Uh, and Ubisoft also showed off some, um, new Mario plus rabbit stuff and Rayman DLC coming to that game. So, uh, another great event or a great, you know, couple of events from, from Ubisoft. So, uh, lots of stuff. It was like a mini E3 the last couple of weeks. It was and great. Uh, cheesy. Are you a, a, an Assassin's Creed fan? Have you, did, did you see any of that? Yeah, I, I watched it because my wife is a big fan of the series. Um, so she was pretty excited and, and seeing, you know, where the, the, uh, the series is going and that they're making a Netflix show as well, which I think was right. announced a while back ago. And then they're like, yeah, it's now in development, which I have to imagine was, you know, held by the pandemic. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it seems like they have a good direction for where they want Assassin's Creed to go. Um, Mario plus rabbit sparks. I hope I'm super excited about because I, I mean, I tell everyone, I, if you've not played uh, Mario plus Rabbids uh, Kingdom Battle, you're missing out. It really mm-hmm. is like a treasure. And I know people don't want to play it because of the Rabbids. And, and I, I totally understand. But yep. it's it's so charming. And it's the closest thing that we're going to get. Uh, Rare being back on Nintendo. Like, I know we have some Rare games back again. But, like, Grant Kirkhope doing the music is also very uh, uh lovely and a remnants of, of my childhood as well um so I'm, I'm really really looking forward to that game 
Yeah, ditto. Uh, I bought that game for a couple of people just because I was like, you need to play this. And they were like, no. And I was like, well, here's a copy. Uh, it is <laughs> just that good. Did you buy it? And it's a copy? Ubisoft game, so it gets cheap. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It, it's always like $15. And it's uh, yeah. it's like, why? you might as well just try it for that price. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It's great. Uh, Hexi, Project Hexi, it's rumored 16th century Europe, uh, Central Europe. So that's kind of cool going to Europe. Uh, you know, again, I don't know, maybe they could go to like, uh, I don't know which area it is, but it would be kind of cool. Maybe Germany or uh, some other country beyond like the UK or, or France or something like that. That'd be uh, kind of cool to that do. That would be Greece, if I'm right, I think. Greece? Really? Greece, Rome. Uh, for those th- those trials that I'm thinking of. For the 1600s, uh, uh, didn't specify. This said Central Europe uh, when I looked at the, the, what we know now. Um, didn't specify, so you might be right. I'm going to look up quickly the Bamberg Witch. But I am for I am for Assassin's Creed going to different places. Like when with Mirage yeah. looked cool. I thought I thought they were doing like um, India for a second, but we're going Baghdad. So we're once again we're going to that Middle East type of setting that feels very familiar um, from what Assassin's Creed one and one. Um, oh, and sorry, also no, wrong. it's Holy Roman Empire present day Germany. So okay. yeah, we're going to get some like that's cool style like yeah. Mountains, that's cool stuff. Very cool. Time period in the wrong location. Nice. Well, very cool. Yeah, I I got to brush up on my history. (laughs) And the fact that they're going someplace else, which is very cool, and that's the whole thing. Expand it, do more places. Um, Very, very cool. Mm-hmm. Well, excellent. So that's what you know. What's been happening in the world of gaming? It's kind of crazy. Now we can talk about the games we've been playing. So um, I will not even get out of. Well, I will get out of the way for the elephant in the room as it charges through, and that is Splatoon three. Um, we've all played it, but I'm sure I've played the least amount because everything I've tried to do in Splatoon, it says, come back, dude, when you've gone up to like level four, and I'm like, oh, I'm not even at level four yet, am I? Crap. <laughs> that- it takes like two matches to get the level four. Apparently I'm always on the worst teams. Oh man. All right. <laughs> I am on the worst teams, Mark, cause I'm not helping. I need to be carried okay. like a Roman emperor. Deal. Deal. <laughs> if we can get out of the metaverse and stop watching Rick and Morty, we will play some Splatoon. Sounds good. All right. Uh, I do want to jump in before we all start talking about it. Uh, in our discord, the informant, wrote in and said, I've been enjoying Splatoon 3, but they really need to fix those connection issues, and I'm disappointed they don't have a better solution for when a player drops off during a match 100%. Logan said the same thing. He's like, Dad, I keep getting penalized because my team keeps dropping. (laughs) Last night, so I had a great run on this game up until last night. Like, maybe one or two connection errors, one person left. Last night, I got five connection errors in a row, uh, and in the middle of those connection errors, I also got a map update screen after a connection error. And then I had a person drop a match. So if I was playing a shot for every time the connection error or match dropped, I would have been plastered last night. And I did see that drinking game, the Nintendo voice chat, uh, Facebook page today. So, um, I'm not just making that up cause, uh, I want to drink during Splatoon. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so they, they need to do that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the informant also mentioned some stuff about the direct and, and Sony state of play. So I'll read those now before we get into uh, what we're 
doing because we just talked about all that stuff. So I'm very excited to see GoldenEye coming to the Switch and Xbox, but I was hoping for a big surprise release for this holiday and they did not deliver. Yeah, they didn't at all. <laughs> so kind of Pokemon and whatever else. Um, State of Play, God of War is looking great. So kind of uh, similar to our to our thoughts on that one. Um, thank you, an informant. Real quick, with GoldenEye, do you think that that's just going to be a novelty? Like we'll play it for maybe a month, maybe it will stick around that much? Or do you really think like this is going to bring in the the older crew that played GoldenEye and like, because it, it does have online for Nintendo, mm-hmm. but also I kind of think that means that you can only play online with your friends. So I don't think it's going to be online mm-hmm. matchmaking. I think you're going to be right. I think it's going to be the same way that Nintendo Switch Online is right now, yeah. where you have to make a party, invite people into that party, and do all those runaround things. Like if you if you've played any of the Nintendo Switch Online stuff, it's not just quick matchmaking. It's not the way that we think about like Fortnite multiplayer or anything like that. It's it's really restricted. I I don't think it's going to have any lasting staying multiplayer of the week staying power kind of thing. But like, yeah. I think it's going to be fun for guys like us that kind of grew up playing this or, or, you know, whatever, like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to try it. Like I have an slap fest, the slap fest, right? Yes. Lappers only no odd jobs. I, mm-hmm. I can't wait to play with someone who's never played this game and just pick golden gun ass and <laughs> just, yeah, slappers only. I'm going to be odd job. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> you should be Jaws. <laughs> a tall character and a small character and uh, very unfair. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's going to stick around for too much longer other than a quick little drop in nostalgia play. And mm-hmm. honestly, that's, that's great for the, the, the Nintendo switch online catalog as a whole. Um, they just added for on the, on the Sega side, they just added earthworm Jim. I loved those games growing up. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to play a couple of minutes of it or an hour or a couple hours or whatever grips me, but it's like, you know, not going to be something I always return to where like I have to play through or whatever, but like Nintendo switch online, there's so much stuff there that when you are feeling nostalgic or you don't know what to play, it's easy to jump into super Mario world or, you know, uh, Super Mario 64 or whatever it is, like Paper Mario, like I'm kind of picking my way through that slowly anytime I'm kind of in a lull. Um, I think GoldenEye will be the same. I'm excited that it's going to be on Xbox, to be honest. Um, I do not have the muscle memory of an N64 controller. So, And if you don't, I'm sorry. It's the most unintuitive, worst way to play because it's not dual analog sticks. And it was funny because... Um, yeah, it's just it's hard to imagine. Dreamcast was the same way. You did not have that second analog stick, so you had to use the directional buttons for everything. And to me, it just it's it's a time gone that gone by, and I don't own, own an N sixty four controller. So, and I don't love how Nintendo maps the N sixty four. If you don't own that controller it, uh, for their online games, it just becomes very funky. So I'm glad it's going to be on Xbox. So w- with dual sticks, Rare actually was the one that was all behind it. So I'm very excited to see what they do with their game. Um, quite honestly, so I'll. I'll try it out there and I've, I've never played the campaign. So I think oh, that could be fun because wow. oh, that's what yeah, I heard. Yeah. I heard it's got great level campaign. Like, uh, oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a great just level based campaign type game too. So yeah, it really is. Um, and make sure you play it on the different. So if you haven't played the game, um, 
each difficulty like changes the stages completely. Mm -hmm. It's not like a modern game where they just throw harder enemies at you or something like it it can sometimes even change the, the, the stage length. So on easy mode, it might be just like get from point A to point B on the next difficulty. It might be grab this first and then get to, to mm-hmm. point B. So it's, you know, you're, you're doing a few steps along the way. And on like the extreme difficulty mode, it's like it, it takes quite the run. So make sure you not only play it, but play it on some different difficulties to get really everything. Uh, Cheesy, I did want to ask you because you said you, you couldn't play shooters growing up. Did, did you play this game at all? So I would play it if I would uh, go over to a friend's house, like during a sleepover or something like that. And we get pizza and, you know, drink lots of Mountain Dew, you know, like how it was back in the day, couch co-op. Uh, so, yeah, I, I enjoyed it when I got to play it. Um, but that was that was very rare. So for me, yeah, I mean, I could probably go in, and check it out uh, and and uh, play the campaign as well. And, and I don't know, like, I, I think it will be a good time. And it's a rare game which we all love rare um, or used to. I don't know how people feel about rare these days, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Yeah. It, it's, I'm going to, I'm going to have to message you like when it comes out. Cause I really want to see both of you really. I want to see what you think. Sure. Having, cool. you know, not, not put a ton of time in it or just played the multiplayer and, and kind of see how it holds up. Um, that's really cool. Very cool. Well, thanks informant that's awesome yeah. i know he had actually reached out to you know do we want to play splatoon and i'm like i definitely will i'll play with platoon i have to remember how i'm going to communicate with everybody because i haven't played online on switch in a long time so i'll be discord. honest i discord okay i have to remember to put it on my phone so uh, i don't know if i've used the the voice chat on discord but i've got it so i definitely yeah. have to do it so very very cool so uh that is the once again that is the elephant in the room it is splatoon 3 so cheesy you're our guest. So yeah. Splatoon 3, third time's the charm. There have now been three Splatoons in the time. There's been one Mario Kart game, which is just crazy to me. Wow. <laughs> wow. That, that is way, crazy. So ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's obviously doing really well because in the first three days, it sold 3.45 million copies in Japan alone. So, um, I, I yeah, isn't that insane? That's like more than Animal Crossing and Pokemon, uh, and the advertisements. Fastest game ever in Japan. Yeah. Yep. Full stop. And, and the Wii U, just for you know, to give people some clear, uh, like clarification, uh, Splatoon sold six million copies, so it probably has already sold that or close to it. And that was a lot for the Wii U. The Wii U yeah. only had like 13 million stall base. So <laughs> yeah. it's almost, you know, 50%. It's like I said, it's a huge franchise, especially in Japan where uh, shooters are not their bread and butter. And uh, they have really embraced, it's really a Japanese culture based game. And you can see it in everything about the game. Um, and I think because the, the Wii U is kind of a native for Nintendo, uh, this kind of caught a, a younger group, a younger developer developing team. I think this was the right franchise for the right time in Japan. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, one of the reasons I think that I love the series so much is that it's the same team that made animal crossing and animal crossing is just so charming and the writing is great. The character designs, um, it, it just, there's like something that's so special when you play it. And that's the same way I feel with Splatoon. 
and it is one of the coolest uh, IPs that Nintendo has. And I think they know that too. Like you can just see it ooze out of them. Uh, all of yeah. the, the the clothing, the music. The, the music's really cool because the music you hear in the game are like uh, fictional bands within that world. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some like lore behind that. Um, and it's, there's always, it's a, there's always so, a DJ bad guy. And yep, it's so yep. definitive. Like you hear half a note from a Splatoon song and it's like, oh, that's Splatoon. Yeah. Like how did they make it? instantly sound like splatoon but you just gotta like gargle just, some water and i guess exactly <laughs> but it just is like it just it they, they nailed the sound so much it's crazy yeah uh, so, uh i mean with splatoon 3 i am loving it um i think that same with the god of war argument that it looks more of the same i don't think is a bad thing i i get where people are coming from but if you really enjoyed Splatoon 2, then you're probably going to enjoy Splatoon 3 more. Uh, the connection errors is a problem. I mean, Mark and I, we tried to get into one game, and then it disconnected. But the way that we were able to drop in is something I feel like not a lot of people are talking about. And it's pretty seamless. Like, you can just drop in on your friends, and then there you are in the lobby. Um, mm-hmm. So that works out really well. And uh, they, they just have done so much, uh, in my opinion, uh, with this game that is for everyone. I mean, you have the campaign uh, that is like a, a platformer. You know, there's some speed runs or it could be some stealth missions or, you know, there's something that's there for whatever kind of gamer you are. You have the more serious, which is rank mode. And then Salmon Run is your horde mode. And then the new tabletop game is actually a lot of fun and i can't wait until that goes online because i i think that's going to be crazy competitive cool i still haven't checked out that mode at all oh, mark it's should. card game it's cards mark come yeah, on you that's, of all people uh, haven't checked it out yet <laughs> it's cool yeah because that's that's the, my kryptonite with the 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 way that that game works is the the further you get into it you're playing different characters but they have a different board set up so like the cards that you were using before might not work for this board and you have a total of 15 cards you can use and you know throughout the game you're collecting more and more cards so you might have to change up your deck and there's like i think Mm -hmm. 15 different slots for you to create different decks uh so yeah i i mean i don't know what they have planned for the future of that but it i think it's going to be pretty big and bring in a different kind of community that maybe wasn't in Splatoon already. Mm, yeah. It's, it's funny because Gwent uh, is a card game in the Witcher, uh, Witcher yeah. three, and it became its own standalone game, uh, which is kind of cool. So I, I could imagine they could say that we're introducing this and then it becomes a full fledged like spinoff of Splatoon, which, which makes a lot of sense. Cause I mean, why not take these characters, do different things with them and have more, uh, to do with the franchise and maybe it's something for people like I don't like I don't like not good at shooters but maybe you're like I like card games and I like the aesthetic and I like the, the just the, the the feel of Splatoon yeah what I'm hoping for is that they bring it to Splatnet because it's the perfect game to just have on mobile Ooh. and Splatnet right. is also uh, vastly improved uh, like I, I use that more than I did Splatnet 2 um, there's little side adventures you can do with Krusty Sean 
Um, the more you ink, you can like redeem those points and he gives you like a, a wallpaper or something like that. But if you complete all of them, then you get an in-game item. Uh, there's the clothing store. Um, uh, there's the, the your, your kill death ratio, but now that's in the game, uh, in the lobby. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I could talk hours about Splatoon, so you're going to have to cut me off at some point. So Splatnet is, that's within the Nintendo app, right? Yeah. Is that what it is? Okay. And that was a big thing for a while. We thought every game was going to have its own dedicated, and it kind of didn't happen. So, mm-hmm. um, and I want to get back to that point because you, so when Splatoon 2 launched, Nintendo Online didn't even exist, right? Um, it was in beta maybe at the time. It was free. And then they said, oh, we're finally going to launch this later. So five years later, and we're paying for online now, mm-hmm. do you guys think that's really acceptable that it's not good, that it's this bad, that it's like they're charging for a, a service now, and the expectation it sh- should be a level of play. Like I think of just like games like Fortnite and other mobile games. Like You never hear about, oh, I've had a horrible experience. Nintendo it continues to come up with like, we've got to expect more of a company that that is part of their what they're charging for, right? I especially with Splatoon being like their biggest online game right now, um, it does need to be better. And I think they already had a maintenance update, you know, whether they, they fix things or not, uh, I hope so. Uh, but I, I assume it's just going to get better over time, but it has been, um, frustrating. Sorry, Mark. I feel like I keep cutting you off. No, no, not at all. Uh, that's I, I wanted you here because you're the Splatoon guy. That's uh, I wanted to talk to you specifically for this, uh, and, and it, that's great. Um, but and I'm just basically going to mirror what you said. Like that's I, yeah, I, I don't think at this point it's acceptable for really their their key online franchise is you know that that's kind of how splatoon's been treated and that's kind of you know it's it's multiplayer centric first i know the story mode's great and i've been playing through it and everything else but like splatoon's bread and butter is online multiplayer that needs to be solid and i'm wondering i get why splatoon 3 is not splatoon 2 dlc there there are enough changes but i'm wondering if I'm wondering if that's also a detriment because it's a new game. There's new bugs to work out like this kind of stuff. If they kept building on Splatoon two, like they did with let's say destiny two, you get your platform, you get your base and then you keep adding expansions or you keep growing it or whatever. Your base is still solid. You still have that foundation there to build on. Now, Destiny 2, I think, ran into, like, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, I think, where, you know, I've been kind of feeling that itch to get back into Destiny 2 a little bit. But when I look at it, I'm like, I played maybe one or two of the DLC things. So now there's like 76 of them. And I'm like, where do I start? How do I play that much? Do I want to try to get someone online to Sherpa me through all this stuff? Do I want to go after gear? Do I want to get into that? And it feels overwhelming. Whereas, at least with Splatoon 3, yeah, you're paying full price for something that looks and feels fairly similar to Splatoon 2, but at least you know that everyone's at the same starting point. You don't have a million pieces of DLC. It's not intimidating 
to buy Splatoon 3 right now because everyone's buying Splatoon 3 right now. You're going to get matched with people of similar skill levels, hopefully, and you're going to have fun. And there's a lot of different modes to play. And it's, it's not as intimidating as something like Destiny 2. But with that being said, again, I'll go back to I wish the base was a little bit more solid right now but and it, and it will be like the cheesy point like they, they've done a patch already they'll continue to patch it but like yeah now we're paying for this like patch it quicker guys let, let's let's go you know I'm, I'm paying for that but again nintendo switch online is super cheap and the expansion i don't even consider that like expansion pass for like online stuff i just want my n64 and genesis games and stuff so, you know so like for me, it's uh, yeah, it's tough, man. Switch Online is so cheap that I, I kind of, I don't want to say forgive them when there's stuff like this, but like, it's easier to look at when I'm paying part of what is it like forty bucks a year or something stupid like that. Like it's you know, yeah, um, it's it's weird. You get what you pay for, but at the same time, it's like as a gamer. I've played other games that have better uh, online service. Um, but I, what I will say is they have their, I guess, what is their battle pass, which is the catalog. And mm-hmm. it's a three-month catalog. And the more you play, the more you earn. There's 100 pages of this catalog. Um, so that keeps people busy. And it's not like you're paying an extra $5 to buy this new clothing set. You know, you just mm-hmm. get it in the game. So it's it seems like they are trying to have a better online service, but they still don't get it. Or they just kind of wish that it was the couch co-op days and they just can't move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nintendo's going to be dragged into the future. I always said I wish they just partnered with, with Microsoft and let them handle their backbone, do all of that stuff. And Nintendo just focuses on what they're very good at. Um, and I think that would be the, the best move, but they just like to be independent. Totally get that. Um, so I'm going to ask some questions, if you guys don't mind, because I'm a noob um, with this. My son has played a lot more. He's been really enjoying it. Um, so a couple things that have changed are Salmon Run is now available all the time, which was my problem because I never got to play it because it was like, oh, you had to be available at Tuesday at 3 a.m. in the morning. And it's like, why? Why was it so like hard? And so I haven't gotten into that. So for someone like me, uh, Salmon Run is the mode I've always been excited about because it is really the PvE uh, guys collaborative taking on the baddies. That's what I always want in Splatoon. I still want a co-op Splatoon campaign, which I think would be awesome, um, which I think would be almost like a destiny. Get four guys together, do with a campaign together, have bosses, have raids, have fun stuff like that. I think that would be awesome. I still think Nintendo doesn't have that yet. Like I, I think uh, Federation Force could have been that for Nintendo, but that that is kind of tarnished. It was on the wrong platform. But for that, so for me, if I want to play Salmon Run, I don't even know where to go. I don't know if I'm the right level yet because Mark, you were already taunting me because I've only played, not even level four yet. So can All I right. play it right away? Do I have to be better? Is it like, is it auto level or, or is it just like going to be, because Logan was saying it's hard. So I don't know if I can even compete yet. I don't know. I didn't try to go down the salmon run door uh, until I was way past level four. So I don't know the answer to that question. Cheesy. Do you, yeah, I'm not sure if it's level 4 or level 10. I know that you have to be level 10 to do, like, rank modes. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if they consider that to be, like, a rank mode. 
Um, but to just answer your question real quick, because it is it is really dumb that Salmon Run was only available at some times. But Nintendo's reason for that is that it's like part of the lore. It's it's like a, a part-time job and you wouldn't be working 24-7 for the part-time job. Um, but now that they have opened it up, uh, it, it's better for a gaming experience. But for the sake of lore, um, I think it makes sense that it's open 24-7 because Salmon Run are going to be, in, or the Salmonid are going to be invading the city in uh, Big Run, which is an event like Splatfest that we haven't seen yet. Um, where they're going to be invading like some of the maps that we've already played on uh, just the regular Turf War uh, matches. Um, so it's it's good that it's 24-7 and everyone can play at any time. It's good for lore-wise, I guess. Uh, it was really dumb that it wasn't available when it was their new mode and everybody really seemed to like it. So they must have figured out ways to... To make that work, I, I don't know why. Was it a server issue that they didn't want so many people playing Salmon Run on Splatoon Two? I I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I, cool. I remember them just being very cagey about it. Of just like, I mean, like Splatoon has this history of like Nintendo basically saying like, we know what you want and we're going to give it to you, even if you don't know that you want it, <laughs> and. Like it's a very, like very Apple. Thought. It's a very Apple it's thing a very too, right? Apple thought yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it, you know, the, the, yeah. And, and Nintendo and Apple, I think are very similar companies, mm-hmm. but like this time, I think they probably saw the data. They probably saw the numbers of like, yes, maybe, maybe salmon run didn't work when you could play it every third Wednesday of the month from <laughs> 3 a.m. to 337 a.m. Uh-huh. and you're playing with Japanese yeah. characters players who are, are far yeah, better than it, you. It, it yeah. doesn't work. Um so yeah, I, I I think you know they're they're slowly learning. Uh, I don't know exactly the reason behind that. Uh I, I like that they do tie it into some lore. Like you said, cheesy, that's uh gives gives like the super fans a little bit to look into, but for everyone else it's just like, hey, it's available, let's go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh Salmon Run though has improved. I mean I don't know if that's one of those things that could have just been a DLC update, uh, but throwing mm. eggs to your teammates or into the basket is huge and changes the way that you play. It's it's a lot quicker, um, mm. more chaotic too. Um, and some of the the bosses, they're they're uh, they're interesting. Like they just add to the gameplay. The sound yeah. when my when my son was playing it, it sounded like Jaws or like a riff on Jaws. <laughs> the music is very very cool and it feels very, yeah. it, you know, very Doom like. It's just very mm-hmm. cool and it's like the you got this big ass creature coming down, boom, and he's like takes up the whole stage. Kind of reminds me of uh, what was it uh, the Mario mode where it was uh, where he became basically Super Saiyan Cat Mario versus Bowser. It was kind of mm-hmm. neat to have that big epic boss come down. It's very cool. Yeah, I'm sure. glad they're embracing yeah. it. Yeah, I'm glad they're embracing it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm, I'm loving my time with with Splatoon. I, I check in. Cheesy, like you said, the app is way better. I check in every day. I just ordered, actually, when you were saying, I was showing off my phone, like I just ordered a new uh, a new piece of, of clothing from the shop. So I'm getting a red battle crab shell. Mm. Uh, Going to be there to pick up. Um, yeah, man, it's it's uh, it's it's great. I, they they have some bugs to work out, but like, 
overall, awesome experience. I'm glad Splatoon's back and better than ever. Oh, what's really exciting is uh, that it's been supported for two years. And with mm-hmm. how Splatoon 2 went, they, I mean, that's a totally different game than how it released. Um, so I'm really looking forward to see like what those changes are. The DLC, which Mark will be part of the expansion pack. I'm sure. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I was well, wondering if that was going to be their, their their move forward because that's what I thought they were going to do. But I will never get the feel with Nintendo because I don't think like the the expansions for like Xenogears or no Xenoblade Xenoblade. God, I can't remember. That's not part of the expansion pass. That expansion yeah. is a True. pay only, which is just like weird. So I don't know if Nintendo everything is always as expected, like Mark said. So mm-hmm. it would be a shame if it wasn't because I think that's how they build value because they didn't announce like a new platform for NSO yet. There's no Game right. Boy. There's no. So I would think that's what they would do to continue to add value to it. But maybe I'm wrong. Well, and I'm just assuming because I think it would be pretty bad if it wasn't on the expansion pack when they put Octo expansion on yeah. there. Yeah, that's, uh, that's mm. what I was thinking too. There's a precedent at least for the series to be on expansion pass. So mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. Very cool. Yeah, it's it's exciting times. Nintendo by far has the best lineup of uh, the fall. I mean, they they have banger after banger. I'm excited for Bayonetta 3. Mark's excited for Pokemon. A uh, lot of stuff happening there. But let's talk about, you know, beyond that, other games we've been playing. So, Cheesy, anything else you've been playing? Um, I jump into Rocket League here and there. Um, oh, good. Yeah. Uh, but not really playing anything else than Splatoon 3. Uh, like, tomorrow, I think, is when you can check your hours, and I'm just... <laughs> really afraid to look at that screen uh, <laughs> my my wife she played uh the skywalker saga on switch um so we've been kind of nice. on a star wars kick now uh we're finishing up clone wars tonight um but yeah i think that game ran a lot better than what people were saying it's not obviously better than what you play on playstation or xbox but it's fine it works it's funny mm-hmm. it gets the job done like you know I have that game on Xbox and I've been waiting for it to go on, on, on sale again on mm-hmm. switch. Cause I know I missed the last sale. Um, Cause the, the Lego games are games that I like to pick on or pick at on switch. Um, they, they're, they're fine and, and great when they're running smoothly and have mm-hmm. high fidelity on an Xbox and whatever. But um, for me, I like being able to fire something or like watch the Star Wars movies on on TV while I'm kind of like you know playing through the funny silly versions on uh-huh. on Switch. So I think that's a great place for them. And I, I kind of I don't regret getting it for Xbox first, but I'm definitely itching for it to go on sale. Yeah, some of the cutscenes would pause, but the audio would keep going, <laughs> and it's like I don't remember this part of Phantom Menace. Uh, but no, no, it, it still it works. It's fun. It's workable. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. So, Mark, uh, I hope you're not going to go down the Monster Hunter rabbit hole, my friend. I don't know, man. It's tempting. My brother's been super into it. He just finished the story mode, and he's like, the the you know after the story mode is when things get good. He's like, I need someone to play it with. Do you ever get? It? And I got into the Monster Hunter for Wii, I think. Mm. Back in the day, I, I got pretty into it, but didn't really have anyone to play it with. So I finished the story and just kind of left it go. Um, so for this one, he was like, there's a Rise Sunbreak demo. Download that. See if any of the weapons really feel right to you. And the game's on sale right now for the next 
like 15 days or something like that. So, um, I, I got the demo yesterday. I've tried out maybe four or five different weapons and like two of them really clicked with me, the bow, especially. Um, and he uses the hammer. So he's kind of like up front, like blunt force trauma. So if I use the bow and we started playing online, it'd be like up close trauma with a little bit of, you know, me picking things off in the distance. And I think that'd be a cool combo. And I haven't really like played a game with my brother like that for a while. So I'm really thinking about it. I might, I might have to jump in. He said it only took him about 20 hours to finish the story mode. So I might be able to blow through that pretty quickly and get to the end game content with him. Pretty, uh, pretty readily. So I'm, I'm teetering on the edge, but I think I'll own that by the end of the week. Um, yeah, so I've been I've been trying that out. So if you play Monster Hunter Rise, uh, I haven't played one for years. So give me some tips, and uh, and tell me which weapons I should try. It's got that and cool mechanic. I think it's called the uh, I can't remember. It's like the bug thing where it's ultimately yep. like your Spider Man. That looked cool. Yeah, it's neat. It is neat to use, and uh, I like your your little animal sidekicks. It's 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 definitely the appealing. Palamute, to me. right? Is it Palamute? Mm-hmm. The Palamute, and then the there's. The dog Palico? and the cat. You get Palico? Palico? Yeah. 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 Um, and then Todd and I, we, we played uh, big screen. Not really played, but like hung out. Hung out. The metaverse yeah. or whatever. It was very weird. Oculus, uh, big screen, and we were just watching Rick and Morty. And I put Chatting. us uh, what I, in a theater and then in a spaceship and then at a camp campsite with a big floating screen in front of us playing Rick and Morty. And we were just like chilling in our little Oculuses and chatting and having some laughs it was good yeah and until and i kept on trying to change my avatar until i found one i liked and <laughs> i was just entertaining mark because i was like i was a viking with like 3d glasses and i was like what am i doing uh, i don't I, know i really i really enjoyed when you made your torso the um busty fem- <laughs> female <laughs> but your head was still kind of like i think you still had the viking horns and then the 3d glasses on and a beard and like pigtails or something that was a weird uh randomizer right there but uh she was um you you were ample i'll say that much <laughs> yeah i thought you like my avatar from uh the, the facebook beyond thing would come through or whatever its horizons would come through but nope it was like oh you're just this weirdo and i'm like okay i'll be the weirdo yeah uh, i'm gonna try to fix this oh no i hit red <laughs> it's like very weird yes just like a, uh, it was great mark but looked cool and i did not let's just say it that way but yeah it was fun until my headset basically died so then i'm like i gotta go mark sorry but uh very cool experience and i i i got i broke it out again i need a better place to play i almost hit a, my new tv when i was doing a game, oh, no. so I'm like, I gotta figure some place to do this. Say, because when you were sitting, I was sitting down on my couch the whole time watching Rick and Morty. Man, you, <laughs> I think you were playing that experience wrong. Right? You were playing something else, right? It was no, I was playing. I forgot what I was playing. Um, oh, I was playing Racket and X, which is a very cool like racquetball game. Mm. Where it's very fun. Um, it's really much like uh, Breakout, almost where you're hitting the racket to hit spots and targets. And you get so much health and you're going, it's in 360, of course. So as I'm spinning around and doing stuff, and as I swung like that, I'm like, 
oh crap, that's my new OLED. I better be careful. Oh, no. That's not a good place to be. Uh, even though you've got the the uh, the the guardian effect, no, the, the the fact is your hand could go beyond the guardian. Uh, so it needs to probably go in my guest bedroom, where the only thing you could hurt is a crappy 19 inch Vizio. So that's probably that's safer fair. than. Uh, around expensive things so yeah i just need a good place for it and then my utility room gets set up then i'm good to go and i can just whack around sorry that sounds bad no whacking (laughs) oh well uh and then just uh, lastly for me just um i've been struggling with my new lap my old laptop it's two years old and it's a gaming laptop can't play crap i tried playing metal hellsinger on uh xbox game pass which is essentially a rhythm shooter uh, or a rhythm melee game, which looks really cool, but not when it's like two frames per second, because you can't do rhythm <laughs> games when you're not in sync. Did not do well, but I'm like, okay, I'll try it on. And, and thankfully, my son just built a new gaming a PC, so maybe I'll just use his, like he's been using my consoles for the last 10 years, that slacker. Uh, you know, so he bought it himself, so I'll, I'll probably use it. It's, it's a really good gaming PC. Uh, but uh, then a game I was able to play on my PC, which is You Suck at Parking. This is on Xbox Game Pass, also on Game Pass Ultimate on PC. And it's a game where all you have to do is park. Park your car. The problem is, as soon as you hit the brake, you stop. And you don't go any further. You lose. And you basically are going around really fast. It looks almost like RC Pro-Am is the best way to describe it. Very cartoonish little car. You're going around, and you have to just time your uh, acceleration as you slow down and then break at the right time. Because as soon as you break, you stop. And you've got essentially all of these courses to go. They make it more difficult, though, because now you've got jumps and you got to jump up. And then you've got to get two cars on the same parking spot. And it's goofy, it's dumb, and it's also timed. So to make it more difficult, why don't we add time in it, right, guys? Because everybody loves time as a constraint because it doesn't make you nervous at all. It doesn't screw you up. It doesn't make you, uh, you know, like not actually be a good gamer. Um, So, yeah, it's very cute. It is a game that I think would work well on mobile, to be honest. Because I think the way it is, it's very uh, cartoonish. It's not precision. It's pretty much just uh, gas. Uh, you know, just 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 kind of go in and hit the spot parking spot. You don't have to be completely parked well either. You can just be touching the parking spot and you get points. And that's what it is. It's almost like golf in a way. So that's pretty like it's just trying to get to the spot. So I highly recommend it. If you just want to try something out for fun, I wouldn't pay the $20 for the game, but for a game on Xbox game pass mobile, however you want to play, I think it would be definitely well worth the experience. It sounds like a good time. Can you, can you ease into the break or as soon as you hit the break? It's a one tap and you're done. And, and, and they don't even, it's, it's brutal that way because you're like, and it's, it's, it almost feels like, what was it? Trials, that game trials where you had the motorcycle. Kind of like that, but it's exact opposite because you you really can only go fast. <laughs> it's like people like I only like games where I don't use the the brake. This is that game for you then. <laughs> you don't want to use the brake, but it's yeah. goofy and it's fun. And you can like decorate your car. It's very much like a simplistic looking car. There's apparently going to be like a season pass. I don't know what that means because I'm like it's going to have more courses maybe. But it's it's I think it's the perfect game for Game Pass. It's just something fun to play. Give it to your kid, try it out, have fun with your friends, pass the controller. Can you do better than I did? I think it's that perfect type of experience. Awesome. So, yeah. I it was not good at it, but that's not surprising. I'm not very good at games. So, you know, I know Mark, Gasp and Spoon. Yep. 
Okay. Well, we are almost done, but we just wanted to touch on something I think is very important. Uh, and this is going to be more of a round robin in regards to a topic that I thought was very poignant. Um, and that is what is the future of games journalism? So, uh, for a lot of folks, if you're not a YouTuber, if you're not a Twitch streamer, but you just want to write about games, be in journalism or do reviews, um, Gaming is a great area to go into because there's so much. So many people are passionate. It's one of the biggest uh, uh, um, industries in the world of media. But to actually get published, to get noticed, to find a company that can support you, to get healthcare, all these things, um, those avenues are shrinking because this week uh, we had multiple uh, areas of gaming journalism essentially experiencing significant layoffs. Uh, we had Fanbyte, which is a bunch of diverse creators. I apparently was owned by Tencent. Um, uh, Emron Khan is one of the people that's most well-known from Kind of Funny, uh, who, who was hosted there, was laid off as he was actually finding out about on an, uh, as he was getting on an airplane. Um, we also had G4, which just started a year ago. It's owned by Comcast Universal, one of the biggest media companies in the world, uh, they were all in, and now they're pulling back because apparently it's not as lucrative as they thought it would be. Um, and then we also had Game Informer, which is owned by the you know by the parent company of uh, GameStop, um, and they are actually headquartered in my neck of the woods, Minneapolis. Um, a lot of the folks there, Alex Van Aken, works for them, and unfortunately, and they were the, one of the biggest video game magazines that still exists folks magazine still exists and there was a lot of layoffs there back in june um so it's kind of precarious if you are into journalism and want to write it's very hard to find a place that's safe where you can make a living at it these days which is just a big challenge if you know if you're not a youtube guy you're not you know you're not a personality you don't like being behind the camera um but this is very similar for all journalism so what do you gentlemen think i mean is this something like do you think there is a future for the world of game journalism? And cheesy, why don't you go ahead? Cause I mean, you're in, you're in the Twitch realm, you're a streamer. Um, so you're basically, um, you've got a different focus than you're not, you're not, when you stream, you're, I'm sure you're not talking about the merits of like journalism or, or citing sources and things like that. So what do you think of journalism though, when, when it comes to games? I mean, it, do you find it a, still a valuable thing in the hobby you love? I mean, it should be, it should be a valuable thing. Um, it's, I, I don't know if I really can talk on the topic. You know, it seems more complicated than than what we know or what I know anyway. Um, but what I can say is, you know, articles are being posted every single day and people only care about the headlines. And so, like, journalism is not really – like, people aren't really reading the articles to see what people have to say or at least, you know, like – I think I think most are just retweeting a, a catchy headline and then talking about that, but they don't want to actually go in and read it. Um, and you know, we're looking at uh, maybe this isn't a great example, but look at how Instagram is now. They don't even want you to like share your story about your uh, your photo. You know, how you could put a caption. They just want more videos like TikTok. Mm-hmm. So I do think that. Um, it is going more in the direction of, 
you know, streaming and content creation, um, which is really weird that G4 is having that problem since they started out as a cable network. Um, and, and it seemed like they were ahead of the time. Back in the day, you had X-Play, Attack of the Show, Digital Playground, um, all just really good shows for something that wasn't even around. Honestly, there weren't a lot of people that were creating video game content. Um, so, you know, like I said, I don't know if I'm, if I'm intelligent enough to speak on the topic of game journalism, but it's incredibly sad what is happening to people that just want to write for a living about the thing that they love and that's being taken away from them. Yeah, Mark, I mean, you're a little bit older than Cheesy. I'm older. I'm the oldest. I'm an elder, I guess, at this point. But I mean, um, when it comes to uh, how you get your news and how you digest video game content that's not when you're playing, um, does it still ha- hold a place for you um, outside of the headlines and the hot takes? Uh, not as much as it used to like written content, not as much as it used to. I I mean, I still, I still check the video game headlines on, on my Apple news subscription. I still like reading things on my iPad and I have the big iPads specifically for that purpose. So I can read things that feel like a magazine or an article, a big, you know, something to have in my, my hand and read. Uh, but a lot of the stuff that I get is through video content, whether that's YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, whatever it is. Um, so I think, I think with all of these, I mean, you know, to Cheesy's point, I, I, and Cheesy, I don't think intelligence has anything to do with being nope. able to talk about this. I think it's, it's, it's so new and it's changing so quickly that um, I, I think anyone is going to have some trouble talking about this, but for, for my two cents, I think, I think it's important to to consider maybe how all of these places are going about their content and uh, and it sucks no matter what when people lose their jobs it's it's always it's always terrible um, and you you have to wonder like for for me anyway I, I kind of wonder what is there an underlying problem that can be addressed that's that's not simply laying people off or not simply the answer is nobody wants written content maybe the answer now is discoverability uh i used to go to a website type in ign.com or n64.com if you're that much of an ign fan that you remember that um now to see an article, like I said, it has to be retweeted or it has to be um, a video that I see and then I want to read more. Um, and a lot of these sites and places aren't doing that. And I saw uh, something from IGN earlier today that was like, oh, they're catching on. They know that it, I have to see a video first and then I'm going to go read an article about that. And I'm going to go to IGN to read that. So my question is, are not enough places catch, catching on to what it takes for discoverability nowadays? Um, 
you know, and, and, and that's a problem anywhere. Like Twitch has terrible discoverability. So you see Twitch people going over to TikTok or going on podcasts or doing whatever to be like, Hey, go, go follow me on Twitch where I'm hopefully going to get some subscribers and making some money. But they're also taking content and putting it to places where hopefully the algorithm will help them be discovered. And, you know, I don't know if there's enough websites that you get someone who's good at writing, team that person up with someone who's good at producing video, and maybe both of them can make some money and do what they love and what they want. Uh, And I'm not seeing that enough in the industry. And I'm not trying to like, be like, well, you know, (laughs) good people are losing their money. Maybe they'll catch on. No, it sucks. It really sucks. It's heartbreaking, but I hope, I hope people that want to write about video games will continue to write about video games um, and get picked up by places or start new places. Like IGN was started by a couple of guys that wanted to write about this and yeah, they had some backing, but that changed hands here, there and everywhere and they've stuck with it and they've made it work. Um, and, and it's, it's been a lot of tenacity, but I think that's an, uh, a website that they jumped on podcasts when that was becoming popular. They saw, um, video they're they're constantly kind of evolving along with things like i said today i saw a youtube short um from ign i was like yeah i'm jumping on to, to read that thing um it's about the new season of Fortnite, uh if that matters but um yeah so I'm, I'm wondering if if this is just one of those industry slash content slash um generational media shifts that happens and it it sucks and it's hard. Um, but people figure it out and that this is an exciting time. Hopefully after this is when the people who are down on their luck and went through this, um, pick themselves up, dust themselves off and come up with the next way to do stuff. So I hope that we see a lot of that because right now it sucks and it's hard. Um, but I hope, people get through it and uh, and stick with it and, and do something better that uh, back to Nintendo's point, do something better that we don't know that we want yet. Um, it's going to be interesting because if we think about video game journalism. A lot of it started from Nintendo power. If a lot of people think and that was in journalism, that was an adver- advertisement for Nintendo property. They own the magazine. So it was really propaganda for Nintendo um, where it's interesting where G4, I feel like the next, the, the, the current incarnation has really failed. They just basically try to create podcasts for TV, which there's already a place for that. So, and what I think they did very good back in the day was try to be differential in the world of geek and things like that. When I've watched their content now, like I said, X-Play just feels like another thing. It doesn't feel like it would what it used to be, which was a highly uh, produced video game show. We don't have a lot of that. We don't have a lot of highly produced video game content. G4 Icons was great. It was the history of video games. Why didn't they do that? Nobody else is doing that. Nobody else is doing a great job on talking about the history of video games in a very well done. We've got some good documentaries on video games, but they're a rarity. Um, And I just feel like there are opportunities to use the medium. And it's not just a guy just giving his opinion. I don't think we need more people's opinions, to be honest. I know we give our opinions all the time, but there's (laughs) a billion people doing that. I want people to go deep on things. I want people to tell us why things matter. I don't need, I mean, and, and, you know, like I said, I, I think we don't need more YouTubers doing the same thing. 
And I hope we can figure that. And the problem with that is we've got too many people and too much noise. So how do you get discoverability, Mark? But unfortunately, right now, it's it's the dog that barks the loudest. It's not the best content all the time. It's not the cream that rises to the top. It's it's the Jake Paul. Jake Paul is a garbage bag human, but he has a billion followers. You know, PewDiePie, you know, you say we, we, with him. But it was like, so I'd like to have a balance of how do we get the quality over just the most entertaining entertaining doesn't have to be good my son watches a ton of youtubers and they're horrible. most of them are horrible and they scream a lot and they say oh my god 24 7 from a parent's role but i just want to know how do we get quality produced entertainment that is knowledgeable teaches you something and does something else that nobody else is doing and like i said j4 kind of failed in that context because they were I, I watched attack of the show attack of the show was just a bunch of stupid human pet tricks they were doing like these goofy games and things i'm like that's not entertaining that is just silly and you're competing against folks that probably do it better to have a bigger following so i don't know i i just think there's um we're not going to go back the way it was like when i was reading magazines and doing that stuff but ultimately is there even an audience for journalism for games maybe that's what we have to decide is it is it really something that people want if it's not, then maybe we just got to start barking, stop barking at that tree and just say, it is what it is. Video games will just be fun and entertaining. They don't have to be something they shouldn't be if people don't care. I don't know. I mean, I think it just evolves. I mean, you, you have video games that um, are better shown, you know, uh, on a, like a YouTube video or, or streaming. But you can have uh, these writers right for content creators that do like video mm-hmm. essays, you know, there, yeah. there can be some really entertaining video essays. And, and, and I think the, the problem to today is getting yourself out in front of a camera or even just like on social media in general and, you know, having a, a personality or showing your personality, like why should people care about the things that you care about? And you have to show that. And for some people, that's just not that easy. And they would rather stay behind a keyboard and just be, you know, a, a, a secret to, to everyone else. Um, and I, I, it's hard because you want people to do the thing that they love, but at the same time, you do have to adapt to what is now. And uh <laughs> I don't know. I do think that there probably are some things that are untapped that people are looking into right now, like what Mark was saying, and uh, we'll we'll find out what that is. Yeah. And it's it's not just video game journalism. I mean, it's journalism across True. the board. Mm-hmm. Who buys newspapers yeah. anymore? Yeah. You know who? There, there's a uh, you know magazines that die every week, every month. Uh, it's 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 movie uh, reviews. And TV shows, right? Like, you don't really need yeah, that. It's... You just watch somebody talk about, you know, their favorite series and what worked for them, what didn't. Um, mm-hmm. There's a ton of but, TikTok creators that are doing that right now. Yeah, yeah. and I, and I, I think I think it's it's going to be, you know, people that do it differently, people that that do take a more retrospective or introspective look at things or a broader look or those people who will chase down a story rather than just like, Hey, I made a rumor up because my uncle works at Nintendo and uh, you should listen to me and I'm going to scream about it until you do. Um, those people will always exist and tabloids have always existed before that. And, you know, you always get the 
crazy people yelling on a soapbox even before that, you know? So like that's always existed, but there's, there's a part of integrity with journalism that I think can transcend different boundaries and genres and, and stuff like that, that I think can't go away. So whatever it is that it, it evolves into uh, to, to cheesy's point, like I think it, it has to stick around in some way whether that's teaming up with someone and one person's the writer, the other person's the the person on camera or one person's the researcher. And, and you know, you, it's a small team, but it can be a flexible team and a, a team with, with different specialties. Um, but I, 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 I can't imagine a world that, that doesn't have that kind of integrity in, in their research and their, their, I'll say writing, but it doesn't necessarily just have to be written content. No, I, I think there's a lot there. I think it's 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 adapting to the times, as we've said. Uh, I mean, it's it's finding out a way to reach people, but uh, that's the hard part. How do you crack that nut? And it's probably asking more from the 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 the, the, the pillars of who we would say are the gaming gods or the gaming journalist gods, the IGNs saying. Hey, you've got our ear. Show us what the best of gaming journalism can be because you've got all the eyes. If you're just doing for for clicks and things like that, you're going to go away eventually because somebody's going to get more clicks than you. So, you know, we need to move forward. Um, uh, and to your point, we want the next uh, best journalists uh, to tell us what matters in gaming and why this game mattered and the history of how it was made. Because um, I think there's a lot there. And I think a lot of people are going to be hungry, especially as gaming grows up. A lot of people want to know who their creators are and how they came up with it. I mean, think about Undertale, the tale of Toby Fox and how he became and his game became one of the biggest games in the world, you know, based on just him and his love of other games. So there's stories to tell and we just want people to tell them and not just have people, you know, uh, do those wacky videos on YouTube. Well, then they have to, be the companies need to let the artists do what they do best and not yeah. have yeah. restrictions. You know, let them really shine in whatever it is, in whatever uh, format it is. Just let them be who they are. I mean, there's a reason why they got into the industry of, of journalism to begin with, right? So just let them do their own thing. Well, there's a lot on the subject. We just scratched the surface. And I think, uh, I guess the next request is for those folks that are listening, if you have creators that are doing something unique in games, telling stories in games, tell us who those people are. Point us in the right direction, and we'll share those, and we'll talk more about those on future episodes. So I think that wraps up the show. Cheesy, thank you for coming on. And so before you leave us, um, it's been a pleasure. Tell people how they can find you around the interwebs. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. Um, you can find me on uh, Twitter, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, CheesyC64, C-H-E-E-Z-Y-C-64. I make Nintendo content. I talk about Splatoon lore. Um, so we'll be talking about that a lot. Um, but yeah, you can kind of find me everywhere. Very cool. What's the podcast I, name that people can look up? Uh, I'm sorry? What was oh, the, 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 the podcast? podcast is the uh, Nintendo Powercast. It's me and uh, four other guys. Or three other guys. There we go. Yeah. Very cool. When I saw the C64 in your name, I thought of Commodore 64. That's how old do. I yeah. am. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually just because I wanted to be a parody rapper in high school and I needed a funny name. So I, like Weird Al, went with Cheesy C 
and Easy E was one of the best rappers of all time. So that's kind of how that became a thing, and then it became a gamer tag. Uh, our other podcast host is Charlie Carden. I called him Sleazy C in college, so there you oh, go. There you go. Nice. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yes. Well, awesome. Well, thanks again, Mark. Thanks for joining us again on this wonderful journey we do every two weeks. Tell people where they can find you. You can find me everywhere, uh, same places, pretty much uh, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, uh, and our Discord at the underscore Canardian or on Xbox and Switch as just Canardian. Hit me up. Let's play some Splatoon. Let's uh, watch some Rick and Morty in uh, in, in the metaverse and uh, and have some fun. Excellent. Or being uh, a guinea pig on snacking uh, these days. Oh, man. Yeah. What? Go over to the Snack Network. Watch. Uh, my friends and I did the One Chip Challenge. If you want to watch me suffer, Snack Network. Hit them up. Uh, highly entertaining, I thought. Um, I I considered – a friend of mine had it next to one, and I considered having another go at it because I, I choked during it, like actually on the chip. So even before the, the, the heat hit me, I was having a bad time. Uh, Cause I was actually choking on like the Dorito part of it. Um, and then the heat hit me and uh, boy, I'll tell you uh, if you've ever seen the show, hot ones uh, last year, we tried to bomb and I thought that was hot. I would bathe in that stuff before uh, <laughs> I, I ate another one of these chips. Although like I just said, I, I'm thinking about doing it again. Um, so yeah, it's a fun video. Go check them out at the snack network. Very, very good. And for me, uh, at Tioxtra on Twitter, uh, that's primarily where I live. And we're also in the Discord group having a good time. So anything is up for grabs in our Discord. So please join us and just have a good time. So and thanks for all the folks in our Discord and all the folks we interact online. And Mark, fun fact, my most liked tweet in most recent days was me talking about Food Network and Halloween Wars. So there you go. That's where I live, too, talking about Food Network shows. I'm an old man. All right. All right. Well, that is it for the show. And remember, folks, it's always better to game together. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit SecretFriendsUnite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at SecretFriendsU on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.